is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! And they caught extra pass. And it goes for the win! The three-pointer by Jordan Poole! Down the sideline! Peebles Jones! Touchdown! Welcome to Blue by 90, your Michigan Wolverines podcast. We are three dudes who talk maize and blue. I'm Kalen, joined by Jack and Roe. And guys, we're back. We're back, baby. We're back. Football is back. I'm not going to lie, guys. I did kind of enjoy not psycho being crazy about Michigan football every Saturday for the past three weeks, but I'm, I'm glad football is back now. What do you mean? Did you buy Longhorn Network and watch Texas at like a like a trader or what? No, I just didn't really care about football. It was great. <laughs> My life didn't revolve around football on Saturday for a change, which is it, 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 was, it was kind of nice to enjoy the fall, which is my favorite season. It, it was a little relieving. It was just like I don't have to worry about being disappointed. I don't have to like there's no like I'm not worried about, you know, Joe Milton throwing an interception in the end zone or like us like losing to Ohio state or something. But now like it took me a total of like five minutes when we got the the notification this morning. And I'm like, all right, I'm all the way back in (laughs) all the way back. in. What's that like commercial where it's like, you think you're out and it pulls you back in. Right. It's just like that. Yep. Oh, man, it was great. It, it was nice to not have to, like, have that potential for a heart attack on the weekend, you know? It just was, you could re- relax, go outside, whatever. You know, you know what the worst part is now, though? Like, now I'm all fired up, and we still have five weeks to wait. <laughs> it's like, I was hoping, like, I wish that we were, you know, all right, we're going to play, and then it's just like, the Saturday we're in, you know? See that now that'd we got to do the whole thing again. Well, yeah, and like, who knows what's going to happen in the next five weeks? I'm not going to say anything negative, knock on wood, but I'm not going to try to get my hopes up too high. I know. Yeah. I I I've jumped the ball for sure by just like being all in right away because we've already <laughs> had a schedule come out. We've had it canceled. You know, it took how many different times were they like, "Yep, today's the day we're going to announce it." So until they actually like run out and touch the banner. I'm not going to be – I'm going to try my best to not be like, all right, we're in. So Yeah, don't need don't need another uh, game like Michigan basketball in the Big Ten tournament where they take the, take the court, start warming up, and they get pulled right off and get canceled. So, like you said, I need to see the first snap of the game, and I'll believe it. <laughs> it's not real until I see it with my own eyes. Huh? That's right. Now, have you guys watched any football at all this year, whether it's high school, college, pro? I was watching my uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I was telling you guys about that. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jack over gosh. here texted us that last weekend was like, you know what, guys? I think I might be a Notre Dame fan. <laughs> and me and Caleb were both like about to leave the group message. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we're not playing until 2033 or 2034. I got some years to to enjoy some Fighting Irish football until then. <laughs> We don't want. You can start your own podcast, and it'll it'll just be me and Kalen from that point. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, you can keep that talk on on the Trash Network or wherever. 
no, but I had an opportunity to watch some of like JJ McCarthy at IMG, right? That was kind of interesting, but it's high school, so it was hard to get a good grasp. Then he I watched still some. Looked like a stud, though. Oh, he, he did look good. Trounced him, dude. I I don't want to be like the guy that's like all hyped up on you know this big recruit, but he looked legit, and that was I mean they were they played a pretty solid team, so I was like. All right, all right. I can see why people are pretty high on him. For sure. Yeah, but I also had a chance to watch, like, Clemson and, like, Florida State, and it just felt very weird seeing these, like, huge stadiums empty. So what do you guys think about, like, Michigan Stadium being empty with Michigan playing? You think it's going to change the environment and the way the team plays at all, or I'm just curious? I don't know. Well, I mean, are they, bro? Have you heard anything from from uh, Jacqueline about any like pumped in noise or anything? Who I don't have. I don't know anybody that works for the athletic department. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I they actually they've talked about it, and so they're still. I think they're not going to do pumped in noise, but um, you know, Big Ten said across all stadiums, there's no tickets being sold, so nobody will have fans in there except for maybe families, I guess. Um, it's going to be weird. You know, I actually watched the lions this past week, this past weekend. I, I don't know if you guys watched that, but like the pumped in crowd noise was obnoxious. It was too loud and too constant. It was like, yeah. weird. dude, so, I thought it was actually great because really? the crowd noise, I felt like it's, they did something to like make it match what was happening on the field. So I actually felt like there was a crowd there. It was it was fine for a little bit. I just thought it was too constant. Like there were no lulls in it. So it, like uh-huh. there's got to be sometimes after like a punt, you know, when everyone goes to the bathroom or something, where there's no crowd noise. But it was like legitimately at all times. So I don't know if they can figure it out to be decent at that like that. Then <clears throat> I'm sure you know it was week one. They'll probably tweak it a little bit and stuff. We'll see. Uh, maybe college football will follow that, but I wouldn't mind something because it's weird with absolutely nothing. Um, but I just don't want them to overdo it, you know. I'd like to just like put mics on some players, you know, have it on a delay, bleep out anything you have to, and just have make sure you have good commentary <laughs> from the color commentators to get the fans excited. I, I, I'm looking forward to hearing football, like pads, you know, crashing into each other, guys talking shit. That that'd be fun if we can get mics on those guys and get that sound available. I'm all I'm fine without the crowd noise. For sure, definitely looking forward to seeing what they're doing there. And now let's dig into some of what they actually said uh, in terms of when the season starts, the rest of that stuff, right? So they said what? Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm kind of going off the top here. Season starts October 24th. That's right. Yep. Yep. And one thing that jumped out to me was. If a player tests positive, they have to sit out for 21 days. Yeah. Three and then, weeks. And what was it? Yeah. Is it 15% of your team? If they test positive, you're like indefinitely suspended or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think that I think the 21 day thing is going to be they wanted to be harsh on that to make people follow the rules and make people be careful. Um, because if they would have said, you know, you're out one week. I think that's not as, you know, people wouldn't have followed it that closely and been as careful, but now 21 days, that's almost half your season at eight games, you know? So yeah, 
if somebody tests positive that you know these kids are going to be more and the coaches especially are going to be forcing these guys to you know stay in your houses don't go out don't do anything stupid um and so i think that was the reason for them wanting to do that um it sounded like the big 10 presidents and like all this it was like we aren't going to go ahead with a season if we don't have super strict protocols um which is you know good i i think to obviously they're thinking of safety they probably don't want any lawsuits so you know they're thinking of themselves as well so i don't know right i think it's definitely an aspect of that and i it seems like they've been really scared by this myocarditis aspect of it right because they're the only ones i've seen who have thrown in all these things about players who do test positive then have to get like ekgs and like cardio mris and things like that to check their heart health i'm assuming because they don't want to be liable for some player dropping dead or whatever after trying to get on the field too early um exactly so, so. It'll, it'll be interesting also to see i think we talked about this you know months ago when this first happened how many teams may you know try to you know scrub it under the rug of like you know hey all all of a sudden you know justin fields is test positive or trevor lawrence test positive or whoever it is you know it's like is that test gonna all of a sudden be shredded you know in the in the shredder (laughs) or something if it's you know ohio state michigan week or something like that i don't know Especially when you hear about the numbers on some of these teams, right? I heard Ed Orgeron today. Yeah, pretty much the whole team has had it. I'm like, holy crap, what? <laughs> yeah, you go from Michigan, say, you know, having zero positive tests in like the last three weeks or a month or something like that. And then Ed Orgeron goes on for, for LSU and says, oh, everyone's had it. So hopefully they don't they don't get it again. It's like all right, where are we really at with this? You know, I, I, it's hard to say. Right. I think it's also interesting to note that I think I have to look up the date. I think the last game for the Big Ten is December 19th. And then the college football playoff selection committee is December 20th. So they're really just threading the needle there to try to get a team from our league into the, the big dance there. What do you guys make is, of that? Is December 19th, is that, the, is that the conference title game, or is that like the last regular season game? Because I couldn't it's remember. conference like... title game. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and so actually something that they're doing, which it, I think this is super cool, um, so that week everyone still plays. So it's not just the conference title game. They did an eight-game schedule plus one, which means mm. that everyone – so if – the first and number one and number two team are going to play in the conference. And then the three and four team are going to play and the five and six and so on. So everyone has a ninth game and it's kind of like a little, you know, obviously one and two are for the big 10 title, but it's also like third and fourth are playing for third place. Fifth and sixth are playing for fifth place, which I, I honestly would love that every year, you know, in place of a bowl game or, or added on to the end of the season, um instead of us playing middle tennessee state at the beginning of the year i think it'd be cool you know if we don't get to the big 10 championship game to play like a minnesota or something at the end of the year yeah and i hope what they do um i hope what they do this season too is we go the route the big 12 has gone they're just the top two teams in the conference regardless of division get rid of them they'll play each other so you're really seeing the two best teams 
that is my goal. I've said it for a couple of years. I would love to see that. I hate this stupid East-West where Ohio State or Penn State is playing a 6-6 six and six Northwestern team from the West Division. It just makes no sense. Now, does this mean that there's a possibility that you could play the same team twice? So they said that they were going to try and stay away from playing the same team on that last game. So okay. maybe there's like one or two. I don't know, just because of how scheduling goes. But they, they're trying to do some decent matchups on that last game. So I don't know if it would be exactly three and four and five and six. They were going to try and do it as close to that as possible with decent matchups, but n- without playing the same team twice. Um, but definitely like what you said, Jack, uh, it would benefit Michigan a hundred percent to not have it be, at, uh, you know, the same divisions. If we got rid of divisions, it would have been what twice now that Michigan, Ohio state would have played twice in a row, um, for the big 10 title game, I think. So 2016 and 2018, maybe, um, I don't know. I don't that would, know that would 2018. Maybe. Yeah, it would have been close. Right? 2016 for sure, yeah. But I, I can't remember 2018 if it would have been like Penn State or something. Yeah, maybe. True. Oh, man. Well, then let's talk about Dylan, right? I mean, Dylan, every time we talked about Joe, we always had to have the caveat like, hey, Dylan's an athlete. He He's a great QB, right? He can run. And from what we've seen, he's got a pretty good arm, right? So, I mean, he wasn't no slouch athlete. What, like... Think about how much Joe Milton has improved to be beyond Dylan. And then what happened to Dylan that apparently Cade has surpassed him, right? So somebody make sense of this for me. Well, I mean, I think we always we always knew that Milton had more talent, just pure talent than McCaffrey did, where McCaffrey kind of had the playbook, very good quarterback. But we knew Milton's upside was just so much higher than McCaffrey's was. And it sounds like he must've tapped into it. And I mean, Cade McNamara was no, you know, he wasn't a three-star recruit coming in. He was a four-star highly rated guy coming in. That was, uh, I think he was a, just a pocket passer, a dual threat guy. I don't, I don't remember, but um, I mean, he's a solid quarterback too, but that kind of caught me by surprise. I hope Dylan goes somewhere where he can play uh, right away. Cause I mean, wherever he goes, he's going to do well. I think if he, if we would have had Shea gone last year, and Dylan would have took the reins, we would have been a, in a better position. 100% agree with that. I, and I think, you know, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. We all thought Shea would come here and be, you know, the five-star that they said he would be. But if if we would go back and not take Shea Patterson as a transfer and just have, you know, maybe Brandon Peters or, um, or Dylan McCaffrey in those two years, you know, maybe split some time there. I think Michigan football would be in a better position and would have had better records than they did. Um, and Dylan, I, I I feel bad for the kid a little bit. I mean, he sat out behind these guys, even though, like, he, you know, last year I I told you guys what I was hearing from inside Schembechler was that he was a better, more talented guy, most talented guy in the, in the QB room yeah. and still didn't get his chance. So, like, that sucks, man. And so maybe that – you know, went into his decision here and he's like, shit, am I ever going to get a chance? Or are you just going to keep passing up for, uh, you know, passing on me for these other guys? And so he might be, I I've heard he's a little bit of a drama queen and like big ego guy. So maybe that had to do with it. You know, he is like, he's definitely one of the guys that's like, I'm too good to, you know, do photo shoots and do like, you know, little stuff for the team. 
Um, so I think that probably has a little bit to do with it. And Harbaugh hates that kind of ego from anybody, even though he has that ego, which is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> So I, I think it's just kind of, you know, I, I wish him well. I hope he does. I hope he goes somewhere and kills it. And, you know, and, and as long as it's not in the Big Ten. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I am a little bit concerned about Milton. I'll be honest. As, as good as he is, like, don't, don't roll your eyes at me. I'm, I'm rolling my eyes. Man. I, he, could be, he could be really great, but, like, just the fact that we have never seen him, and now all of a sudden he's like the guy, I don't know. Well, I think Jack actually alluded earlier, we were just kind of chatting, to something that's really going to be difficult is Milton doesn't have meaningful snaps, and now we got such a young offensive line. It, I mean, it's kind of not looking so great in that regard. Now, I say, you know, hey, they're all at Michigan, so we're going to be fine, but... What I do love about the fact that he doesn't have a great offensive line is that he was working with Devin Gardner all summer, who also didn't have a great offensive line. So I, th- I think he's ready to go. I think he'll be ready for the season. That's true. That's true. Um, I will say, too, and you kind of said this, but, like, for him to make this jump and apparently it be such a wide gap between him and McCaffrey, he must be legit. Like, obviously none of us have seen him, but, like, we know how far he can throw it. It was just kind of probably the decision-making and the accuracy. They must have been – he must have figured it out. Maybe Devin Gardner's like a QB whisperer that Michigan's been waiting for. I don't know. Maybe in, Michigan should hire him. Who knows, man? <laughs> That'd be great. I mean, I'm all in for it. Yeah. He should have won a Heisman in 2013. <laughs> if he would have had a better team and a better coach, he should have won the Heisman. I'm sticking by it. <laughs> We're – Jack just trying to get him on the podcast so bad. Like, we're just going to hype him up. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, you hear that guy talk, and you're just like, oh, man, I'll play for him. Yeah. Exactly. We're talking about me, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. No way. I mean, the one thing is, like, we we got this guy that can throw the ball 60 yards now, and half the games are going to be in shitty weather. That sucks. So, well, can you imagine catching a – he probably throws the ball 60 or 70 miles an hour. Can exactly. you imagine trying to catch that when it's Just 20 a, degrees outside? A block of ice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I will say it is an advantage a little bit to Michigan. I mean, obviously the offensive line you know, will have to be good, but we do have a star running back, so that could be an advantage. Chris Evans coming back, by the way. That, that could be huge too. Yeah. Not sure if anybody uh, checks us out on Facebook – but there's been a couple articles we've posted on Facebook about Jay Harbaugh has just been killing it with the running backs. That running back room, arguably the most stacked in America. Yep, yep. The I'm other thing, it. too, um, the wide receivers, obviously Nico Hurts, you know, losing Nico Hurts, but we got good guys at a wide receiver, too. Giles Jackson, Saner still. Um, you know, Andre Seldon is a freshman coming in. Um, who else do we got? DB. He's a DB. <laughs> yeah, Andre Seldon's DB. <laughs> Roman Wilson. We got Roman Wilson coming in. But can't forget, the best receiver of all. Ronnie what, Bell. Number, number two all time, you think, Kalen? Is that what yeah, it was? just about, man. Ronnie Bell, let's Ronnie go. Bell. Now all of a sudden he's wide receiver number one. Ooh, hey, should they give him the number one? I was going to oh, just ask that. I wouldn't mind I'm it because he'd have it for multiple years. I'm in for it. 
I would he's love got, that. Yeah. He doesn't. He he doesn't have the body of a number one though. <laughs> no. I mean, Kakoa Crawford had it. That makes that still makes me so mad. <laughs> it never happened. Oh God. Maybe if I keep saying it never happened, then like <laughs> we'll just all forget about it. Yeah. But yeah, we got Ronnie Bell, Sane River still, Giles Jackson, Roman Wilson, who's a super hyped up freshman. I mean, we're still stacked. And Chris Evans, who'll be like a slot running back type. I mean, don't forget about Eubanks. We still got Eubanks at tight end. I mean, we've got a bunch of receiving threats, great quarterback. AJ Henning. That's who AJ Henning. Yes. AJ Henning. And Andre Selden. We we didn't talk about Andre Selden either. (laughs) Oh, yes. And Andre Selden. He will be a corner. I heard he's going both ways. Yeah. (laughs) And then on the defensive side, I mean, we're. I honestly, I think we're solid. I'm real worried about the third DB spot, right? Like we've got for sure Vincent Gray, who is a fucking stud. Love him. Um, and then we got Dax Hill at safety, Brad Hawkins at safety, Andre Seldon. Is he going to start at cornerback? I mean, who good. else do we have back there? Oh, uh, it's a good thing I got this depth chart pulled up. Um, I can't Gemma even think. Green. I mean, Brad Hawkins oh. is another safety. Right. DJ Turner. You think they might move him to DB or Dax to DB? Or I honestly think Andre Selden might get some play there. Yeah. I mean, he's a super talented freshman. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they, they got they some guys. They can do it by committee, too. Yeah. See how it plays out? Yeah. I th- I think we're solid, honestly. That running back room is just going to blow through anybody. And don't forget, I mean, we heard some rumors about Joe Milton being, like, super fast, right? I think they said he runs, like, a four six seven forty. So, good speed for a quarterback. He's gigantic, too. And he's huge. Yeah, it's like a train running through there. Yeah, I, I bet you they, they, they're going to run the ball with him, for sure. It'll be... Might as well. They'll do a much better job, I think, which... This is what the the offense that they were really trying to run with Shea was a read option, you know, but Shea did not like running the ball. He was not, he was soft. He was soft. Whether he was hurt or he was soft, whatever. But yeah, there was plenty of times that we saw when watching a game where it's like, just take it. You'll get 40 yards. And he'd just hand it off and just go right into the fucking D-line. Even he could he could have gotten ten yards and then slid. Yeah. It's like that's a great play, yeah. and it was just a terrible read. And so, I, I think you're going to see them utilize Joe Milton a lot differently. I was I'm very excited to see Gaddis and how he uses these young guys. That this is I mean this is where we truly think about every single skill position for Michigan right now at, on the offensive side. Is fast as hell. Yeah. Every single wide receiver is so fast. They're all lot. They might be undersized a little bit, but they're fast. Every running back is super fast. Chris Evans is going to be an, an additive there. That's super fast. And then our quarterback is big and fast. You could see a very different offense than you have in the past years. Plus, a lot of these younger linemen have been recruited to be more agile, right? Yep. So the line is should theoretically be a lot faster and easier to move around, right? And we'll another see. thing too with with Milton, I think he runs like Cam Newton, but his arm is way better than Cam Newton. It's more like Jamarcus Russell. Remember him? That big idiot at LSU could throw the ball eighty yards. 
So Milton's just the 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 best of both of those guys merged into one. Now, do we see Milton being and used? Pat Mahomes, at- right? <laughs> I mean, he's basically like a bigger Pat Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> do he's we like see Milton? Super- he's like the Super Bowl MVP, but better. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's okay. exactly what I'm saying. Do All you right. see him as being used more as like like a Tim Tebow or like almost Milton? more like a yeah? I think he'll be more like a, almost like a Roethlisberger type. I mean, he can be mobile when he needs to. What are you laughing at? What? Roethlisberger Dude. was a mobile guy in college. Okay. At Miami of Ohio? Yeah, dude. He's a big he's a big dude, bro, can throw, can run bro, a little we bit. Went, we went from Cam Newton to <laughs> Pat Mahomes to Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, and then he's got a little Tom Brady in him, dude. He's a little bit of everything, okay? <laughs> ben Roethlisberger can't even walk 10 yards, let alone run 10 yards. He'll walk 10 yards and end up in a boot. Exactly. He's, he has like 40 ice packs on him at the end of every game. <laughs> I'm just here to spew garbage and for you to shit on me. It's okay. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I, honestly, I think a better comparison for him is Deshaun Watson. Okay. Um, this is me being serious now. <laughs> Deshaun Watson, <laughs> he's still a throw first. He's a pass first quarterback, but he does well on, on his feet and, and scrambles. So, that's where I think you can be best, um, especially going into the NFL if you want to make it to the next level. You know, Lamar Jackson is probably the only, you know, run first quarterback that's ever had a successful season in the NFL. And I don't see that, you know, people are people are skeptical of the longevity of that, you know, if you can if you can keep that up. Uh, even though he people say he's a run first quarterback, but he had the most yards in the league he- last year. Drops dimes. I mean, the dude can sling it, too. Yeah. But you know what? No matter what Joe Milton does, we're going to throw the deep ball, and I'm going to be so hyped for that. When he, like, literally lets it loose on play one, oh, God, that's going to be the best. That's what I want to see. I want to see the ball kicked off into the end zone. We get it on the 25. You just run go routes, and Milton just slings it from the 20 all the way to the end zone. That would be beautiful. Oh, yeah. Let Giles Jackson go. Yeah. Just send him four verticals. That's the whole point, right? Speed and space. Yeah. Be a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's uh, jump into it. Since we last talked, uh, they've released the schedule, right, for Michigan football. Um, I mean, that's huge news, honestly, right? We've been waiting for this. We finally got a schedule. Um, we've also, I mean, since we last recorded, there's been some changes in who's playing. So uh, which one do you guys want to jump into first? I'd say um, let's go into the players. Um, so Jalen Mayfield is back, which to me was a big surprise. I figured, you know, he's slotted as a, a first-round pick um, right now. And so, like, I, I would have thought that he wouldn't, he wouldn't come back. Um, it sounded like even um, right before he announced he was coming back, his dad – um, came out and said something like, no, he's not playing, not for this eight-game schedule, something like that. And then two days later, he announced that he's back. So um, huge for the offensive line, though. Still, you know, four new guys, but having one 
uh, on the left tackle, be, be you know, a, an NFL-type guy um, with some leadership and some, some veteran, uh, veteran leadership there, that's big. Yeah, it's nice not having to replace all five starters from last season. So Mayfield coming back is huge. Um, we know we'll have a strong right tackle, and then we'll see what happens around him. Right. It kind of reminds me of, I think it was like a couple years ago when uh, Ben Bradison was like the only returning starter and everyone else was brand new. Right. So and then our line just kind of coalesced and came together. So having that leader on the line is huge. And Jalen Mayfield can be that guy this year. Um, other than that, we have Ambry Thomas, who opted out initially. And then I heard that he was looking at options. Have you guys heard any follow up on that? I've just heard a little bit that he there's still it's not set in stone yet that he's gone. And we've heard the same about Nico, but I don't know. I don't know how that one's going to go. But I mean, if Ambry comes back, that helps us. That way we don't have to move Dax Hill to uh, cornerback or whatever the coaches have up their sleeves. Any any veteran returner is always good. So hopefully he does come back, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Yeah, I've also um, I've heard some things that the uh, Michigan ad drop date the deadline for them to add or drop classes is Monday. Um, so if they haven't announced that they're coming back or at least tried to enroll um, by then that they won't be able to, I'm sure th- those are one of those things that are like, I think Jim Harbaugh makes a call to a professor or to an academic advisor. And, you know, if Nico Collins wants to come back, you know, next week, he can do that. I'll um, figure it out. Exactly. Exactly. So that's kind of how those things work. But, I don't. I don't think we should hold our breath on those two guys. It sounds like, I mean, Nico, he signed with Drew Rosenhaus, and he's probably getting paid buku dollars already, like crazy money. I'm sure just from a signing bonus. It sounds like Ambry has already taken payments as well. Um, so I don't know how the NCAA is doing that right now with, um, you know, getting that, those guys eligibility back. So we'll see how that goes, but. I don't think I don't see us getting those two back, but honestly, one out of the three is a win. I I I think for Michigan. Yeah, I honestly I don't know about you guys, but I'm like, dang, if we had Nico back, that would be huge. And honestly, I kind of think he's missing a really good opportunity because if he came back this year and performed, he could be a first round pick. You know? Yeah, agreed. I mean, if he can especially now that we believe he's got a quarterback that is better than every the past two years with Shea Patterson and Josh Gaddis in his second year, you know, is figuring out um, the offense a little bit more. I mean, he can't do worse than last year. So it could definitely bump his status up, could be a, um, one of the first wide receivers taken off the board if he did come back and proved himself a little bit. I don't think he's there right now. Um, but if he came back, I feel like there's nothing but upside for him as long as he doesn't get hurt, knock on wood. Yeah, yeah, I I think that um, both those guys, Ambry and Nico, could both improve their draft stock. I don't, they're not slot. They they obviously are good, talented guys, but I don't think they're like you know for sure first round picks. And to me, I definitely know not Ambry. Yeah, yeah. There's that you know there there's a lot of um, risk to playing, obviously. But I just think if you're not a first round pick, if you're not even like top ten. You can come back, and you can you should be playing to improve your de- uh, draft stock. Um, I think Ambry could say, "Okay, well, these you know the guys around me aren't 
you know, great. So it, I could look worse because of them. I don't know. Um, it, there's a lot to that, but um, I think they both could improve. I know Brandon Brown, our guy at SI, wrote an article on why they uh, why they both should come back as well, and he made a ton of good points too. Right, and Jack, you alluded to it too. And I mean, now that we know Joe's the starter, right? I mean, I can come out the closet and be like, "All right, guys, <laughs> Joe Milton's our guy. Let's go!" Right? I mean, I, I'll sound crazy, right? Joe Milton's ceiling is so high. I think he could be a first-round draft pick, like. He he could be that good next year. You think, or do you think in twenty twenty three or whatever? Yeah, I would say not after this season, but after next season, right? Okay, twenty twenty ever. Yeah, I don't. I, like I don't hate that take. Yeah, I like it. And Kalen, you make a good point with him. With us knowing he's going to be the starter, I think it takes a lot of pressure off Milton too, so he's not looking over his shoulder if he has a bad drive. With you know, is McCaffrey going to come in? Um, I I read some an article that kind of mentioned that and. Like, that's right. I mean, that's huge. If you don't have to look over your shoulder and you're able to, you know, focus on the offense and knowing you're going to go out there and how you can improve, I think it, it just gives the quarterback the quarterback that much more confidence and that much more ability to be a leader and be and be confident in those leadership abilities. And I don't know. I think it's great. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped, man. I got a little bit of heat on Twitter from uh, I put a tweet out yesterday that said uh, he's Joe Milton's built like Cam Newton. And has the athleticism and arm talent similar to Pat Mahomes, and he should be one of the uh, one of the most electric quarterbacks in college football. And I got, I I think a lot of people did like it, but I think a lot of people also, you know, weren't huge fans Dude, of it. But I'm I'm sticking to it, man. I'm sticking to it. That's not a bad take. I mean, we saw on Big Noon kickoff, Urban Meyer was like every game that we played, I would size up the personnel over there, and I always saw Joe Milton, and I yeah. always like, who is that guy, and how are they not playing him? Right. Yeah. I mean. If Urban's saying that, then I mean, like, why why hasn't he been playing? So Urban says stuff like that on TV now to piss off Michigan fans. Like, like <laughs> somehow he'll say shit like that and be like, that guy's unbelievable. And then, like, if it doesn't work out, it's like, well, you know, if I was coaching him, it's not, you know, <laughs> Harbaugh now can't develop a guy like that. He like he's so like prodding. He says shit with a smirk on his face. I hate that kid. I hate him so much. Yeah, I mean, we should really call him the man who let Joe Burrow get away, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move into some of the schedule, right? So schedule starts October twenty fourth. Uh, game one, Minnesota at Minnesota, right? That's a tough one. That's not a cakewalk. No. Uh, I think Rashad, Rashad Bateman. Bateman's coming back now. I mean, yeah. they got Tanner Morgan returning at quarterback. Obviously, they've got fucking uh, Fleck, who the the kids <laughs> buy into him. And you and if you if you've got players that'll buy into you as a coach, you can accomplish almost anything. So that's a scary first game, but an exciting one that I'm looking forward to. To me, that this one pisses me off that this game landed on Michigan's schedule, and then of course in game one somehow. I understand the the crossover game with Wisconsin because we've had that um, on our schedule the past few years. It's been back and forth. But now you put Minnesota, after they have one of their best years of all time, um, or at least in the past 20, 25 years, they land on Michigan's schedule in game one. So now Michigan has two of the, the two best teams in the West on their schedule, both in the first four games of the season. 
And I mean, we can talk about this later, later too, but Ohio State ends up with, I think, um, Illinois and Nebraska as their uh, crossover games, I want to say. Something yeah. like that. It's like, uh, how do we just draw the short end of the stick every time and, and Ohio State gets handed 8-0? and Well, bro, I want to I throw this back to you, too. Where else are you more upset with the fact that we have Minnesota on our schedule, or are you just more upset with the fact that we have them game one? A little bit game one, but I think mostly just that it's they're on our schedule. We shouldn't have you. You should. It, it should have been. All right. Let's give Michigan, you know, Wisconsin top team in the West. Then let's give them a mediocre team in the in the West as well. I, that's how I think it should go. Um, I know it's not that easy just to like, you know, do that. But um, it, it's if they're going to look at it and, you know, trying to keep things even a little bit. Then that should be that they shouldn't get Minnesota, um, especially on the road. I think they could have put them, you know, week two, um, and and Michigan State week one. That would have been, you know, a better, you know, more fun and more fun game in week one um, for Fox or whoever to have for Michigan, Michigan State, and then it's not as hard of a game for Michigan to go in with a new quarterback. Honestly, I'm kind of I, I kind of like the way the schedule set up, man. Because look look at it this way, hear me out. Minnesota week one, easy game against Michigan State week two. Then we have two tough games at Indiana and then Wisconsin at home. Then we've got Rutgers, easier game. Then we have Penn State, tough game. Maryland, easier game. And then Ohio State, obviously the gauntlet at the end. I, I'm with you. It sucks that we have both top teams from the West in on our schedule when it could have been maybe a top team and then a bottom team. But at least they set the schedule up where it's not like boom, 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 boom. There's com- there's a couple lulls in there, yeah. which uh, uh, I appreciate. Now, didn't I, we have to play all these teams anyway? If this if there was no COVID, no whatever, weren't we playing all these teams anyway? It's a good question. I don't believe we had Minnesota on our schedule. See, I thought we did. Maybe we did. I don't know. Yeah, I I would have to pull it up. But Rose I mean, sucks. Let's just continue this. Rose <laughs> Rose awful. No, we'll kick him off. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Rose? Um, no, I, I I put this out on Twitter. So ESPN was running a thing on the bottom line on Saturday uh, for the schedule, like Big Ten's notable games, and so they had you know one or two games each week uh, that were notable um, as far as ESPN was is you know concerned. And five of eight of Michigan's eight games are notable. That says a lot about the strength of the schedule. Um, yeah. Penn State also had five, and then um, but they also were counting Penn State's game against Nebraska as notable, which shouldn't be. Um, and then Ohio State only had three, I believe, um, as far as notable games, and one of those was against Michigan State. So it's like I don't know. I I I, I will say though. It's a difficult schedule, but like you said, Jack, it is as spread out as those notable games are as spread out as they possibly could be. It's pretty much every other for the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if you guys saw ESPN's uh, FPI index came out where they predicted the uh, uh, the record and they had Michigan going five and two. Now realize that that's one game missing. Uh, they didn't even have a prediction for the Ohio State game. Which yeah, almost, 
it seems like an insult almost where they're like, we don't even have to tell you what it's going to be. <laughs> I'm just like, they're, dude. They're wrong, so you can't be too mad. That's <laughs> awesome. So. I did see, though, um, the um, they predicted that Rutgers has a 16% <laughs> chance to beat Michigan, and Michigan State has a 15% chance to beat Michigan. So Rutgers has a bigger, a better chance to beat Michigan than Michigan State. So for all you Sparties out there, that that's a little nugget for you. I, I love that. I mean, come on. Who, who makes these FPIs? I don't care how bad Michigan State is. They should have a better chance of winning that game than Rutgers. Rutgers. But it's an amazing stat to throw out at any Sparties <laughs> out there. <laughs> it is going to be a fun Halloween. That's oh my God. Yeah. So that's the schedule, guys. Game two is is Halloween, right? Yep. yep. Party at the new crib. <laughs> that's the go. schedule. We had an opportunity to do a uh, a roundtable uh, with um, Wolverine Digest, but I just wanted to you know get your guys' thoughts. What do you guys think is going to be our toughest games? Or what did you guys do? Did you do like a top three? Because I didn't. I didn't take part in that one. Um, we just did like a schedule recap, or like um, we put together kind of our score pre- or our season predictions and stuff. Okay. Yeah, I just um, gave a record prediction and like the games I thought would be hard. I'd say you guys go first. I'll follow up at the end. Go for it, Kalen. Okay. Yeah i I had us at six and two. Um, I thought our toughest games. Honestly, I thought we would struggle but win in Minnesota. Uh, but I thought a tough game would be Wisconsin just because they've always been stacked. And as far as I know, the only guys they lose is uh, Jonathan Taylor and Quintez Cephas. Um, but everybody else they return, as far as I know. And then obviously Ohio State uh, is going to be tough. Now, like I said in that roundtable, a lot of my prediction depends on basically the first half at Minnesota. I, I I think so. Um, so I had us at seven and one. I think it's a lofty prediction. I know. I so so here's the thing: is is there are a ton of unknowns. I think there are more unknowns in this season than there have been at all in the in the uh, Harbaugh era. Um, you know, Shea Patterson wasn't an unknown when he came in. Pretty much all these quarterbacks. You know, Rudock was an unknown, but they were pretty stable. Um, this one, like the seat. I, I think that it, it could go two ways with Joe Milton. As much as I'd love to see him, that ceiling, you know, reach that ceiling, he could also come out. We've never seen him play. He has a ton of, of talent, but he's also had some accuracy issues. He's, you know, he's never been in this in this game environment. So, you know, there's a chance that he comes out and he's a, a dud. I, I, I hate to say that. I don't think that'll be the case, but there is a chance. So, well, no chance. I, I, no chance, no chance. So a lot, a lot rests on him. But I, I do think he's going to come out and they're going to sling it, and he's going to fit really well on Gaddis's offense. Um, I was going to say this earlier with you saying that it's easier for Milton because he's not looking over his shoulder. It's also easier for Josh Gaddis because he's not trying to work two quarterbacks in to try and keep both of them happy, so they're not trying to transfer, you know, and trying right. to too much almost because I think we did that a lot in the past um so like I I just think that Gaddis with the speed now even without Nico Collins the speed between the backfield and the wide receivers and then the arm strength and athleticism at QB 
he's got everything he needs to be unbelievable in this off and in as a, as an offense. So if, in my opinion, if Gaddis can't do it this year, I don't know if he can do it with anybody. Um, I think Moore is going to rest on the defense. We got to re- replace a lot of people. Um, that that secondary is going to be vulnerable every single game. And so when with the way Don Brown coaches, and we he's relied on us having shut down corners year after year, and we we aren't going to have those guys as much as I like Vincent Gray. He's not a he's not a Dax Hill. He's not a Lavert Hill. He's not an Ambry Thomas. I'm sorry. Um, Remains not an Ambry Thomas. Not an Ambry Thomas. He's better than Ambry Thomas. I'm sorry to tell you that. I mean, if he is, then he should be going to the NFL. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, Pro Football Focus. What did they put out? He was the top. Uh, he had the lowest completion of percentage among targets. Uh, like coming at him in big in the Big Ten last year, right? I mean, I loved Vincent Gray last year. He was he was my number one DB last year behind uh, Hill. Love Hill, yeah. I, I just think that Michigan Michigan secondary has been spoiled with these corners, and oh, yeah. there be you know even if Vincent Gray is great, the other side is we literally don't know who's going to play that position right now. Right. So so Michigan's defense when they rely so heavily on those guys. We're gonna have have a tough time, and when you start off with us trying to, you know, when you start off the year trying to guard Rashad Bateman and Tanner Morgan slinging it, we could be in for some trouble there, even in game one. Yeah, yeah but don't sleep on uh, Coach Z, right, Mike Zordich. He's been the guy coaching up all of these lockdown corners. Who knows if he's got someone who's been waiting in the wings to step up, and it'll finally be their chance, and they make some big plays. So I think a lot of it just remains to be seen. Um, obviously, we can we can you know take our guess, but yeah, we're just gonna have to wait to see. I'm gonna, yeah. Kalen, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go six and two. I'm looking at the schedule. That's I think a, we come. It's such, was, we, that's like saying we've gone. That's like saying we we're gonna go nine and three. Yeah, no <laughs> shit, we're gonna go nine and three. We do it every year. <laughs> I was I was looking maybe five and three, but I'm going six and two. And this I think we start out hot against Minnesota because one thing I'm honestly I'm not concerned about the defense. What I'm concerned about is the offensive line. Defense, I think they'll end up moving Dax Hill to corner. So we'll have Dax, we'll have Vincent Gray, um, Brad Hawkins as safety. And then, dude, if if the Andre Selden hype is real. We'll have another another solid corner, so I think our secondary will be good. Um, so I think we I think we come out hot against Minnesota. I think Joe Milton kind of has a coming out party. MSU, W, Indiana, always a tough game, but it's a win. Wisconsin, I just don't feel good about them for some reason, so I think that's a loss. Beat Rutgers, beat Penn State. We just trade off with them every year. Beat Maryland, and then I just have to pick a loss for Ohio State. You can't pick a win. I mean. They're loaded, and Justin Fields is coming back. So that I think six and two. I I have one question for you guys. Do you think that Michigan will not have as big of an advantage at home as they usually would because there's no crowd, or do you think it's like you know whatever? I don't know. I think it's just like a comfort factor for home teams. They're like I'm, you know, this is the stadium I practice or I, I play in majority of the time. You know, this is my city. I think it's just a comfortability thing. Like, I'm sleeping on my own bed. 
you know, I think that it would be the biggest factor this year, obviously, because there's no fans. Um, so I think it'll still be a home team advantage. Um, so I, I, I am taking that into effect. Yeah, that's a good take. I think that it'll definitely you'll feel more comfortable on your home field. But I think the opposing team won't feel as uncomfortable uh, at the away field. So it's kind of like a give and take there. Yeah, could, could benefit Michigan. Obviously, Michigan has not done well on the road under Harbaugh or even just in the past 10, 15 years. So maybe maybe Michigan wins, uh, you know, a, a game or two on the road that they wouldn't have because uh, there's less of a hostile environment. Yeah, now, what do you guys I, I see think? that 100 percent? What do you guys think about playing kind of deeper into the early winter there? I mean, we have Penn State November 28th, Maryland uh, December 5th, Ohio State December 12th. So it's going to be cold. I think it depends a lot on the O-line and how good they are. I mean, if we can have a run game, I think we know our running backs are good. If our O-line can create holes, I think we'll be solid. But if they can't, we're fucked. So I don't know. If we have to, if we have to throw the ball, you know, fifty times a game in order to win, we're not going to do well in the last three games of the year. Um, but it, with that being said, I hope to God it's a freaking blizzard during the Ohio State game, so that it's just like all all bets are off the table, and we're like, you know, who knows what could happen then? Hey, blizzards! I, hey, blizzard! We're wearing our all whites; they can't see oh, us. I love never, it. Never, Giles Jackson is just like doing flying. Balls. He's just flying down the field. Nobody can even see him. <laughs> For all you uh, amateur weathermen out there, I read about La Nina is coming in, which means a wetter winter, right? Ooh. So that could mean more snow, more rain, more ice. Might have an impact. So just saying. All right. We're just going to run QB loads with Joe Milton like 30 <laughs> times a game. It'll be like back they when do. we. On Denard left and Denard right. <laughs> I'm all hey, for I, it. I, I saw it with Cam Newton the other night uh, with the Patriots. They literally just did the Denard left play on the last play. It didn't work, but it worked like five times before that. Yeah. There's some good uh, Wolverines in the NFL the other day, right? Mike Dana. <laughs> Mike Dana had a sack. Uh, Mike Onwenu had a nice block. I didn't see the taco. What did taco do? Uh, he had a sack. Uh, towards the end of the game, there was like fourth down. Um, Taco Who's has he with a, now? Kansas City. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah. Fucking love Taco. Um, Winovich, Winovich tossed Carlo Hyde to the side <laughs> like he was a 14-year-old boy. Like, we well, don't see many wins against Ohio State, so we're taking that. I'll take that as a W. That was retweeted around every Michigan page. Oh, ever. my God, yeah. Like That's the only good thing we've said uh, against Ohio State. <laughs> yep. And the Lions were the same old Lions, so. God damn. Yeah. I mean, could they be any worse? It's so brutal. <laughs> it's so brutal. I, For any of our listeners out there who are fans of other NFL teams, I'm so freaking jealous because it's just the worst organization in all of sports ever. It's so we bad. Fi- we fire a guy who goes 11-5, 7-9, 9-7, 9-7. Nine He's got a winning record. That's like, the best. Bring back Caldwell. Like when they got rid of him, I was like, "What? What? Like, what are we thinking?" Speaking of ceilings, nine and seven multiple years is the Lions' ceiling. I'll take it. Lab playoff appearances. I mean, we're a bad call against the Cowboys away from getting to the next next round. Finals, yeah. 
Oh How many God. years ago was that now? Was that three, four years ago, five years ago? Four, I think. I don't know. It's probably like 2011. It's like 10 years ago. <laughs> also, let's talk some Lions. Ro, I saw you put a tweet out for us saying get rid of Stafford. No, 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 no. No? I, I'm pro Stafford. Oh. I, you, I swear you said get like clean house, get rid of Stafford, get rid of management. That was Spath. Oh. Spath put it out. Spath. Spath is done with he's done with the management, the coaches, Stafford, and everybody. Clean house and start over. And I say, I'm I'm done with the coaches. I'm done with management. Everything. But I'm Stafford. What? Tell me. Tell me what Stafford has done wrong. Yeah, he threw a pick six the other day. But like, the the guy's been with us for ten years. Hasn't had shit put around him. Has stayed loyal. He should. If I was Stafford and I, you know, wasn't a loyal guy, he should have tried to get traded five years ago. Or yeah. resign somewhere else. He could have had a, the biggest contract in the NFL somewhere else and gone and won games. And believe me, I don't I'm not I know what I'm about to say here, and please nobody take this the wrong way, but Matt Stafford is like Barry Sanders. Not that he's that legendary of a player, but he is such a talented player and he's just getting the shit end of the stick, sticking with the Lions. I mean, if he went to any other franchise, he would have a Super Bowl line now. I hundred percent that Megatron. That's you know pretty much anybody with the Lions. Yeah, Megatron, Stafford, Barry Sanders. The Lions have wasted. You know, Barry and and Calvin are two of the greatest players of all time, in my opinion. Position hundred percent. Position hundred percent. Stafford could have been. We just don't know because he was in a shit situation for you know eight out of the ten years that he's been with us. So, and it it uh, to me it's like. It's hard to say that it's Stafford's fault because, like, how much, you know, how much do you have to go through? How much shit do you have to go through? And how much does that wear on you? Like, how do you get up and go to work the next day and be like, have a positive attitude? Like, oh, yeah, we're going to turn things around, you know? Helps a lot when you make millions of dollars, I'm sure. We are not going to solve the the Lions issues on our podcast. (laughs) I think we should try. Let's do, like, a whole, like, 20. Four hour episode where we yeah. just like go to the drawing board. We got to talk more lines on here. Get us going. Yeah, like well, that's that. why you're drinking. Exactly. <laughs> Long day off work. I don't have to get up early tomorrow. I'm drinking tonight. <laughs> I I tell you what, if you know what bothers me about most about the Lions is like most of the time we've been disappointed with Michigan. Like I at least wanted. You know, we're only two weeks in, and I'm, like, over the Lions. I at least wanted to get through the next, you know, month before Michigan starts that I could be interested in something, and they've already blown it. Yeah. The Lions. It's tough. We we can't talk about that. Happier things, right? We got a season to look forward to where we have a shot. So, Joe Milton's our guy. Let's throw some bombs. Let's go. That's right. You see Wolverine Corners tweet today? I think the uh, what was it the NFL or Kansas City put up a tweet of Pat Mahomes like toss on the run. He's like, who else can make this throw? And Wolverine corner said Joe Milton. I loved it. <laughs> I'm all around the hype. He's not I'm all around the hype. What did Jack say? He can run. He can sling it from any arm angle. Dude, <laughs> he's, he's Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Cam Newton. Uh, <laughs> am I missing anyone? Well, I was going to say earlier that. He people had concerns about you know him throwing the ball too hard, not getting enough loft on it. 
He's got the progression of Matt Stafford. I think he's like four inches taller than Matt Stafford. What do you mean the progression? He goes to the Lions, could have been the greatest quarterback of all time at the Lions if Milton gets drafted there. Dude, here's the thing. If we put Joe Milton in and let's say we beat Ohio State this year, even if it doesn't mean anything ultimately, next oh, it means something. builds momentum for next year, right? And Joe Milton will still be here. So think about that, right? If we beat Ohio State this year, we have momentum with the same I quarterback don't... at home. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Well, no, Kale, go ahead. Well, that was pretty much it. You guys. I'll, I'll tell you what. If Michigan goes four and four, but we beat Ohio State, Joe Milton will be a preseason Heisman guy. For 2021. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. I, I don't hate that take. I, I wouldn't doubt. So, okay. So, honestly, with this season, like, there's there's a, you know, who knows what happens in the season, right? It's like COVID could still happen and games canceled and stuff. Michigan should be looking at this season like a preseason for 2021. They've got a brand new offensive line, a brand new guy. Young guys on both sides on of, of the ball, they should be looking at this like we're not, you know, if we win all these games this year, great. But it's more of let's tune up, get everybody ready and make a real push for a national title contention, Big Ten title contention in 2021. For sure. Yeah. If you guys don't know, if you don't know Joe Milton, get to know him. Bazooka Joe, he's coming for you. I love that. All right, let's have a little bit of a shorter episode here, guys. Let's wrap it up with some uh, zero to nineties. If we can see if we can really put you on the spot, because I know, oh, I know we didn't prepare. I didn't prepare. So, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. <laughs> All right. I can't believe you you said Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> <laughs> You were dead serious on that one, too. (laughs) Oh, I was dead serious. I was so serious. Oh, no. Okay. That's got to take away any credibility that you could have. I have no credibility. (laughs) The little sliver that you did is gone. Yeah. Did you say a mix between Ben Roethlisberger? No, no, no. A mix between Cam Newton and Jamarcus Russell, but just straight up Ben Roethlisberger. (laughs) Because all those guys are the same. Those could be a different quarterback. Yeah. Like, He's either going to be just like Tom Brady or just like Kyler Murray. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Oh, oh man. man. Jack, your 0 to 90 starts right now. All right. I love ending the season with a rivalry game. It's rivalry week. It's fun. It's exciting. But let's not lose that game every year. Let's take Ohio State, move it up closer in the season. Personally, I'd like to see it game one. But let's put Michigan State at the end of the season. End it with a victory. Talk shit to your best buds that live close by, that happen to root for the wrong team. I'm all for it. Okay. Good zero to 90. Yeah. Love that. Love that. We Enjoy are going to put an absolute spanking on Sparty, that's for sure. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Sorry to all the Spartys listening. But it's true. We probably Sorry. have more Sparty listeners than we do Michigan listeners. Shout out Justin, Justin, and Mike. <laughs> Too many Justins. Yeah, I'm Too not many sure. Justins, yeah. Yeah. 
Justin Wait, and Justin. Listening to Justin. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Who's Justin? Anyways, Roe, <laughs> you're zero to nine. Starts now. All right. Here's the real thing that we need to be excited about. What does it say right there? That middle word. <laughs> Tailgating. We're back, boys. We're back. <laughs> I don't care if it's December 19th and it's a snowball and there's I can't even go into the stadium. We're going to be tailgating with a TV out there, crushing beers, listening to music, and tailgating. All right? I don't care if it's in a field in Omaha, Nebraska. We're going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to have to get me one of them Canada Perfect. Goose boys with that fur hood and just be out oh, there. Yeah. It's like, we'll have have just like a full-on bonfire going on in the middle of it there we go i'm all in for that pouring gasoline on it hey hey dude we'll be at the house by then we can have some backyard tailgates there we go there we go nice better watch out jack we're getting rowdy oh Oh, i'm all for it it's got a tent in the backyard sorry (laughs) perfect you ready kalen um Sure. Well, you don't have a choice, so your 0 to 90 yeah. starts now. Okay, what we need to do, we have a little bit of time here, just enough time to brew our own beer, Michigan brand beer for the delayed season. I'm calling it, I was going to say Haze and Blue, but somebody already has that shit. Um, I don't know, I don't have a name yet, but it's going to be amazing. That's all I can say. If anybody out there has a name for us, let us know. Dude, I got a friggin' brew kit for Christmas last year from Heather's parents. For Christmas last year from Heather's parents. And I have not touched it once. I've talked about it a million times, but I haven't done anything with it. I'm an awful, awful son-in-law. <laughs> you are, and you're the laziest piece of shit on the planet. Because I guarantee you, every time you look at it, you're just like, I could really just go to, to Meyer here and buy all this beer. <laughs> Shout out Outside Ales for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> but no, I literally don't even like look at it anymore. It's just like it blends into like the cupboard because I've looked at it so many times that like it's just it's just there and I'm just like, oh, there's nothing in here. Dude, it's, just like, imagine in here. it's game day. You reach in the fridge, the label has <laughs> blue by ninety on it, and it has a bunch of like those who stay will be champions things all over it. It'll it'll blow your mind. I'm telling all you. Right. Now you're hyping me up. You know, you know our guy, our guy Cam from the Michigan page, is he has, to that. he has a label there. He, he Dude, like, he makes some sweet his his design stuff is fucking awesome. Yeah, he's legit. I'm trying to remember that brewery. It's uh oh, dude, he definitely would. We gotta get Cam on here soon. Yeah, we I was thinking about that today. I know Especially he's excited. Season, hell yeah, dude. All right, sure. guys. If you don't have anything else to add, anything? Yeah, yeah, but. We'll save it. We'll save it. <laughs> I mean, think about it, guys. We could go on forever. So we'll do the same exact thing next week. Perfect. Love it. Hey, All right. how, about, how about a little teaser into uh, something yeah. here soon? Big news. Big news. Yes. Yeah, stay so tuned. Who, do, who, anybody, go ahead. Yeah, we want to leak it. So give we. It, give it a good, uh, a good radio tease. Yeah, so hey guys, uh, a week before the season starts, we're going to have a new uh, a new thing going on. We'll be coming on a little bit more consistently. We'll have some big insiders on the show, as well as former um, former Michigan football legends. So um, tune in, 
keep listening. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Follow our social media. And uh, big things are coming. So it's pretty exciting. Stay tuned. Awesome. Go blue. Go blue. Go blue.